Hi, I want to personally welcome you to Shade's Inspiration Corner. My name is Shade, and I am so delighted that you have taken the time to join me today for inspiration. I love to be inspired just like everybody else, so I look for inspiration in everything and anything daily. The mission for this podcast is to inspire people to live and enjoy life no matter what the circumstances are in their lives or what they may be going through. So join me to get your dose of inspiration. You never know, it may change your life. Romans 8 verse 1 it says now so now there is no condemnation for those who belong in christ and because you belong to him the power of the life given spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death the law of moses was made was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature so god did what he the law could not do He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving us his son as a sacrifice for our sin. He did this so that the the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature but instead follow the spirit. My friends, I <laughs> I want to just encourage you this morning. The scripture says there is therefore no condemnation in Christ Jesus to those that belong to Christ Jesus. Because he has given us a life-giving spirit. And that his life-giving spirit has freed us from the power of sin that leads to death. I don't know where you are in your life today. I don't know what you may be going through in your life today. I don't know what you may be experiencing in your life today. But God is telling you, has sent me to tell you that there is a life-giving spirit that comes to live on the inside of you. And when it comes to live on the inside of you, There is therefore no condemnation. Who wants to condemn you when you have Jesus? The whole, how can you have this life-giving spirit? The life-giving spirit is God, uh, is the Holy Spirit, which is God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. It is three embodied in one. How do you get the Holy Spirit? How do you have the Holy Spirit in living on the inside of you? You have to be obedient. You have to be obedient to his will, obedient to his way, obedient to his word. You have to be submissive to the will of the the Father. First of all, if I may go back, you have to be born again. You have to be born again. And what does that mean to be born again? It means that you have to surrender yourself. You have to surrender your will, your way, 
your life, all that concerns you, to the will of the Father, to with the will of our God and our so- uh, and Jesus, our Savior. You may ask me, Shadi, what does it mean to live by the Spirit? Jesus tells us that when he was leaving, after he rose from the death on the third day and he met with his apostle further down a few days later and he was ascended into heaven. Jesus said he was leaving, but he would leave us with the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit that would lead us and guide us into all truth. So the Holy Spirit is a life-giving entity that Jesus Christ said would come to us after he had ascended into heaven. And the thing is, it would not even come unless he left us. But the Holy, when he left, the Holy Spirit descended upon the apostles while they were gathering and they were praying and they were worshiping. The Bible recalls that he, the, the Holy Spirit came upon them and rested upon them like doves. And the people started to speak in different languages. But that Spirit began to give the apostles confidence that they needed to be able to do what they needed to do, confidence that they needed to do his will, confidence to preach the gospel, God's confidence to speak in other languages that they know not, nothing about, confidence gives them understanding, it gives them discernment, it gave them, you know, the power to speak so strongly and so powerfully, the ability to do the things that they could not normally do on their own. The Holy Spirit is that person that God sent to us to help us, to be a help to us. To be a life-giving spirit. To come to free us of all our failures, of all our challenges. The Holy Spirit comes to help and to direct and to convict and to teach and to, uh, and to you know, correct That is what the Holy Spirit is to me. He guides me. He teaches me what I need to know. He leads me in the path that I need to take. He empowers me even when I do not have power of my own. I like the song that says, I have no power of my own. I have no power of my own. Holy Spirit, I depend on you. Help me now, I have no power of my own. When the, you see, when the disciples were on the uh, were um, in the in, in the upper room and the, they, they were visited, they were afraid. They were afraid. They were afraid because you know the Jews were probably looking for them. They were, you know, at, at the time they were afraid even after Jesus left them. They were afraid. And because they were afraid, they all gathered in a room, not just in fear, but they were praying and crying out to the Lord to send the Holy Spirit. 
And the Bible says suddenly the Holy Spirit came upon them like tongues of fire. And they begin to speak in other tongues. And some people begin to understand a, a language that they've never even heard before. And they were able to interpret. They were able to speak and uh, interpret what each other was saying to them. How powerful is that? The scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit comes and he says, this is the way, walk in it. This is the life and the direction that the Holy Spirit wants, gives us the opportunity to draw close to him and so that he can lead and direct our lives. So my friends, how can I get, you asked Shadi, how can I get the Holy Spirit. How do I know that I'm walking and I'm listening and I'm discerning his voice? Um, in a few days, I'm going to be leading how to discern the voice of God. I want you to join me. If you're interested in it, you can send me a, a message. I am going to leave a message box in there. You can send me a message and include your information and I will reach out to you if you want to be a part of it. Are you yearning to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? Are you yearning to hear? Are you yearning to hear him? Are you yearning for direction? Do you feel like your life is lost? The Bible says there is therefore no condemnation. Another uh, uh, scripture says, for uh, that there is now no fear. There is no fear. If you have been touched by this message and ask Shade, how can I glean from God's strength? The first thing God wants you to do is to be born again. I want you to say, Jesus, I know that I am a sinner, but I believe that you died for my sins. I want to know you personally in my life and glean my strength from you. So I ask you to come into my life today and make me a brand new person. If you have confessed that, I want you to find a Bible-based church and join other believers and it shall be well with you. Don't forget to subscribe, share, or send us your feedback at hashtag Shade's Inspiration Corner on our Instagram page. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to sign up for our podcast, share, like us, or, you know, send us a feedback. We want to hear from you. Make it a great day.
book of Genesis 22, verse 2, all the way to verse 18. God said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah. Offer him up as an eternal, entirely burnt offering there on one of the mountains that I will show you. Abraham got up early in the morning, harnessed his, don- his donkey, and took two of his young men with him, together with his son Isaac. He split the wood for the entire burnt offering, set out, and went to the place God had described to him. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place at a distance. Abraham said to his servant, Stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will walk up there, worship, and then come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the entire burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. He took the fire and the knife in his hand, and the two of them walked on together. Isaac said to his father, Abraham, Father, my father. Abraham said, I'm here, my son. Isaac said, Here is the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the entire burnt offering? Abraham said, The lamb for the entire burnt offering. God will see to it, my son. The two of them walked on together. They arrived at the place God had described to him. Abraham burnt, built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He tied up his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. But the Lord's messenger called out to Abraham from from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Abraham said, I'm here. The messenger said, don't stretch out your hand against the young man and don't do anything to him. I now know that you revere God and didn't hold back your son, your only son from me. Abraham looked up and saw a single ram caught by its horns in the dense underbrush. Abraham went over, took the ram and offered it as an entirely burnt offering instead of his son. Abraham's name, that name to that place the, the Lord sees. That is the reason people to, today say on this mountain, the Lord is seen. The Lord's messenger called out to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I give my word as the Lord that because you did this and didn't hold back your son, your only son, I will bless you richly. I will give you countless descendants, as many as the stars in the sky and as the grains of sand on the seashore. They will conquer their enemy enemy cities. All the nations of the earth will be blessed because of your descendants, because you obeyed me. My goodness. My goodness. 
That is faith in action. I don't know about you, but I know that is faith in action. Abraham, the scripture tells us he did this and it was credited to him as righteousness because he did and he believed God all the way to the core of his being. How many of us today is willing to let go of some, you know, things that we owe just for God to show how much we love him and how much God means to us? Here in the scripture, God is asking Abraham to sacrifice his son, his only son, the son that he promised him and his wife for many years. His wife did not bear Isaac until her old age. And the only child that the wife had And here comes God saying, you have to give me your child. You need to sacrifice the child. But I love what Abraham did. He did not disobey. This is for, this uh, podcast is following our previous podcast talking about obedience. Obedience to the instructions of God, obedience to the power of God, obedience to the will of God, obedience to the instructions and the directions of God. What has God asked you to do? What has God been laying on your heart to do that you have not listened to? Here in this text, In verse 2, God said to Abraham that he should offer his son as a sacrifice. As soon as Abraham got up, he started to make preparation. He did not argue with God. He did not argue with God. He did not even try to reason and question God. Why God? Why are you asking me to do that? No. The scripture doesn't record that. Abraham argued with God. The scripture tells us that Abraham got up early in the morning, harnessed his donkey and took two of his young men with him together with his son Isaac. He split the wood for the entire bond offering and set out and went to the place God has described to him. He didn't argue. He just went. Even when he sung, when he told the servants to wait and said he was going to worship ahead, his son was asking him, okay, I see the wood, I see the fire, but where is the bond offering? Abraham is saying, God will give. That is faith in action. That is obedience in action. That is faith in action. That is believing in action. 
That is believing without the shadow of the doubt that this God that I say I worship, this God that I say I that gives me all, all things, this God that provides for me, this God that gave me all that I have. If he says I give it back to him, it is his to begin with. I can give it back. That is faith in action. Faith with humility. Abraham didn't question God. But he obeyed. He got up and he took action. So together with our obedience, we have to also make, take action. And part of our action means preparation. With our preparation, includes, you know, our mindset, includes, you know, who we interact with, what we say about, you know, what God has spoken to us to do. It means, how do, okay, how do you prepare? How do you prepare your mind? How do you prepare yourself? How do you prepare yourself for the task that God has given unto you? My friends, are you willing to be obedient to the call of God? Abraham did not complain. At times we found ourselves in situations where uh, uh, God will tell us something and you're like, but why me, Lord? I can't do that. Why? Questioning God. Questioning God. Why not you? (laughs) Why not you? Why not you, my friends? We question God. We want to know every single detail of the instruction God has given us. But at times, God do not give us the full details of the instructions. He just tells you, go. So along the way of your preparation, he gives you divine instructions that you need to follow. Remember when Abraham now got to Mount Moriah, God said he should go to the mountain and he will show him where he needs to go. He didn't know where he was going. God said when he gets to that point, he will show him where to go. And when he got to the point where he he was supposed to give the offering, the scripture says that on the third day, you can imagine, he walked for three days Three days, him and his servants and his son carrying wood and fire. For three days. And on the third day, this is verse 4, Abraham looked up and saw the place at a distance. So he didn't have a map. He didn't have a GPS. He didn't have a car. He didn't have a horse. 
He only had a donkey. But he went for three days journey up, up to the mountains. And when he looked up and saw that the place was at a distance, he told his servants to wait. And he took his son. Are you willing to go to places and are you willing to do things that you don't have the full details for? Sometimes God will not give you the full details, but along the way, he will show you snippets and give you direct, divine direction. But how do you get these divine directions? You have to be spiritually in tune. You have to be spiritually in tune to his voice. You have to be spiritually in tune to his direction. So if you have a lot of things going on around you and you're not totally focused on God or focused on his word or when you come to the place of prayer, you're ready to just say what you want to say to God and, you know, do your lie and then rush out of prayer. Then you're going to miss his, miss his direction and his plan. But you have to be willing to come to, you know, to seek his direction in the place of prayer, in listening, and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide you. Abraham did not complain. He did not complain. He waited and he went blindly with the instruction of God. He followed God's instruction to the T. Third and finally, we have to follow God's direction. So that our obedience can bring us blessings and fulfillment. Because Abraham obeyed, because he followed God's direction. God provided the ram. God stopped him right in the nick of time before he was able to kill his own son right in the nick of time provided the lamb for the sacrifice we truly do have God who sees us God who sees our hearts God who sees a heart of obedience. God who sees a heart of worship. God who sees a heart of listening. God who sees 
all that we're going through. I don't know what you may be going through this morning. I don't know what your challenges are, what your struggles are. I don't know whether you struggle with disobedience, even in your physical life, even outside of God's direction for yourself. If you struggle with disobedience, then I want you to humble yourself this morning. Sometimes it's very hard to obey. Sometimes it's very hard to do and follow other people's instructions. But I want you to humble yourself. Humble yourself so that you may be exalted. Abraham humbled himself and he was exalted. He was named the father of all nations by the man of God, by by God himself. My friends, where are you today in your life? Are you willing to walk in obedience? Or are you still going to keep rebelling? Obedience is better than sacrifice. things. What have you been looking for? The blueprint for waiting for the exact time. Waiting to for the exact timing of everything to align before you make a move. Let me remind you that there is no exact time. A lot of times you have to do things afraid. Take one step at a time. One moment at a time. Do it afraid, Pastor T.T. Jakes would say. <laughs> Taking one step at a time. I'm sure Abraham, while he was walking those three days, going up onto Mount Moriah, he was taking one step at a time, knowing what the end outcome would be, but he was doing it afraid. doing it with anxiety but yet he was obeying he was walking, believing in faith we have a God who sees he sees you yes you my friend, he sees you God sees you where you are he knows where you are and he sees you where you are So today I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to remember that you have God who loves you and he can ask you to do some things that you're not used to. If you know deep in your heart that it is a leading from God, because now we do have other voices, 
Do not hesitate to be obedient. Because at the end of your obedience, you never know. There may be a blessing waiting for you. God bless you.